0: Welcome back, everyone, to 1001 Stories for the Road, and Chapter 31, from the Mark of Zorro, The Rescue. Signor Zorro knocked upon the door of the jail with the hilt of his sword. They heard a man gasp inside, presently heard his steps on the stone flooring, and after a little time light showed through the cracks, and the aperture was opened, and the sleepy face of the guard appeared. "'What is wanted?' he asked. Signor Zorro thrust the muzzle of his pistol through the aperture and into the man's face, and in such fashion that the little door could not be closed. "'Open, if you value your life, and make not the slightest sound,' Signor Zorro commanded. "'What? What is this?' "'Signor Zorro is talking to you.' "'By the saints! Open, fool, or you die instantly. "'I'll open the door. Do not shoot, good Signor Zorro.' I am only a poor guard, and not a fighting man. I pray you do not shoot. Then open quickly. As soon as I can fit key to lock, good Signor Zorro. They heard him rattling the keys. Presently one was turned in the lock, and the heavy door was thrown open. Signor Zorro and his four companions rushed inside, and slammed and fastened the door again. The guard found the muzzle of a pistol pressed against the side of his head, and would have knelt before these five masked and terrible men Only one of them caught him by the hair and held him up. "'Where sleeps the keeper of this infernal hole?' Signor Zorro demanded. "'In yonder room, Signor. And where have you put Don Carlos Pulido and his ladies?' "'In the common prison room, Signor.' Signor Zorro motioned to the others, strode across the room, and threw open the door to the jailer's chamber. The man already was sitting up in bed, having heard the sounds in the other room.' "'and he blinked in fright when he beheld the highwayman by the light of the candle. "'Do not make a move, senor,' Zorro warned. "'One screech, and you are a dead man. "'Senor Zorro confronts you. "'May the saints preserve me. "'Where are the keys to the prison rooms? Uh, "'On that table, senor.' "'Senor Zorro picked them up, and then whirled upon the jailer again and rushed toward him. "'Lie down,' he commanded. "'On your face, scoundrel!' "'Signor Zorro tore strips from a blanket "'and bound the jailer's hands and feet "'and made a gag which he affixed. "'To escape death,' he said, "'it is necessary for you to remain exactly as you are now, "'without making a sound, "'for some time after we've left the carcel. "'I shall leave it to your own judgment "'to decide the length of time.' "'Then he hurried back into the main office, "'beckoned the others, "'and led the way down the evil-smelling hall. "'Which door?' he asked of the guard. The second one, senor. They hurried to it, and senor Zorro unlocked it and threw it open. He forced the guard to hold a candle high above his head. A gasp of pity came from beneath the highwayman's mask. He saw the aged Don standing by the window, saw the two women crouched on the bench, saw the vile companions they had in this miserable place. Now may heaven forgive the governor, he cried. Senorita Lolita looked up in alarm, and then gave a glad cry. Don Carlos whirled at the highwayman's words. "Señor Zorro!' he gasped. "'The same, Don Carlos. I have come with some friends to rescue you.' "'I cannot allow it, Señor. I shall not run away from what is in store for me. And it would avail me little to have you do the rescuing. I am accused now of harboring you, I understand. How will it look, then, if you effect my escape?' "'There is no time for argument,' Señor Zorro said.' "'I am not alone in this, but have twenty-six men with me. "'And a man of your blood, and gentle ladies such as those of your family, "'shall not spend an entire night in this miserable hole if we can prevent it.' "'Caballeros!' The last word was one of command. Two of the caballeros threw themselves upon Don Carlos, subdued him quickly, "'and half carried him into the hall and along it toward the office. Two others grasped the Doña Catalina by the arms, as gently as they could, "'and so carried her along.' "'Signor Zoro bowed before the senorita "'and extended a hand, which she "'clasped gladly. "'You must trust me, senorita,' he said. "'To love is to "'trust, senor,' she answered. "'All things have been arranged. "'Ask no questions, but do as I bid. "'Come.' "'He threw an arm around her, and so "'led her from the prison room, leaving the door "'open behind him. If some of the "'miserable wretches there could win through and out "'of the building, Signor Zoro had no "'wish to prevent them.' More than half of them, he judged, were there because of prejudice or injustice. Don Carlos was causing an unearthly clamor, shouting that he refused to be rescued, and that he would stay and face the governor at the trial, and show the blood that was in him. Doña Catalina was whimpering a bit because of fright, but made no resistance. They reached the office, and Señor Zorro ordered the guard to a corner of it, with instructions to remain there quietly for some time after they had gone. "'and then one of the caballeros threw open the outside door. "'There was a tumult outside at that moment. Two soldiers had approached "'with a fellow caught stealing at the tavern, "'and the caballeros had stopped them. "'One glance at the masked faces had been enough "'to tell the troopers that here was something wrong. "'A soldier fired a pistol, "'and a caballero answered the fire, "'neither hitting the mark. "'But the shooting was enough to attract the attention "'of those in the tavern, "'and also of the guards at the presidio.' Troopers at the presidio were awakened immediately, and took the places of the guards while the latter mounted and spurred down the hill to ascertain the cause of the sudden tumult at that hour of the night. Sergeant Pedro Gonzalez and others hurried from the tavern. Signor Zorro and his companions found themselves facing a resistance when they least expected it. The jailer had gathered courage enough to work himself free of gags and bonds, and he shrieked through the window of his chamber that prisoners were being rescued by Signor Zorro, His shriek was understood by Sergeant Gonzales, who screeched for his men to follow him and earn a part of his Excellency's reward. But the Caballeros had their three rescued prisoners on horseback, and they spurred through the gathering throng and so dashed across the plaza and toward the highway. Shots flew about them, but no man was hit. Don Carlos Pulido was still screaming that he refused to be rescued. Dona Catalina had fainted, for which the Caballero who had her in charge was grateful, since he could give more attention to his horse and weapons. Señor Zorro rode wildly, with the Señorita Lolita in the saddle before him. He spurred his magnificent horse ahead of all the others, and so led the way to the high road, and when he had reached it, he pulled up his mount and watched the others come galloping to the spot to ascertain whether there had been any casualties. "'Carry out your orders, caballeros,' he commanded, when he saw that all had gotten through safely. And so the band was broken into three detachments. One rushed along the Pala Road with Don Carlos. Another took the highway that would lead them to the hacienda of Don Alejandro. Señor Zorro, riding without any of his comrades at his side, galloped toward Fray Felipe's place, the señorita's arms clasped tightly around his neck, and the señorita's voice in his ear. "'I knew that you would come for me, señor,' she said. "'I knew you were a true man, and would not see me and my parents remain in that miserable place.' Señor Zorro did not answer her with words. "'for it was not a time for speech with his enemy so close at his heels, "'but his arm pressed the senorita closer to him. "'He had reached the crest of the first hill, "'and now he stopped the horse to listen for sounds of pursuit "'and to watch the flickering lights far behind, "'for there was a multitude of lights in the plaza now, "'and in all the houses, for the pueblo had been aroused. "'The Presidio building was ablaze with light, "'and he could hear a trumpet being blown, "'and he knew that every available trooper would be sent on the chase.' "'The sound of galloping horses came to his ears. "'The troopers knew in what direction the rescuers had traveled, "'and the pursuit would be swift and relentless, "'with His Excellency on the scene to offer fabulous rewards "'and urge on his men with promises of good posts and promotion. "'But one thing pleased Signor Zorro "'as his horse galloped down the dusty highway "'and the señorita clung to him "'and a keen wind cut into his face. "'He knew that the pursuit would have to be divided into three parties.' He pressed the senorita to him again, put spurs to his horse, and rode furiously through the night. We'll return with chapter 32, close quarters, right after these sponsor messages. And now the Mark of Zorro, chapter 32, close quarters. And now the Mark of Zorro, chapter 32, close quarters. Over the hills peeped the moon. Signor Zoro would have had the sky heavy with clouds this night, and the moon obscured, could he have had things his own way, for now he was riding along the upper trail, and his pursuers were close behind and could see him against the brightening sky. The horses ridden by the troopers were fresh, too, and the most of those belonging to the men of His Excellency's escort were magnificent beasts as swift as any in the country, and able to endure many miles of travel at a terrific pace. But now the highwayman thought only of getting all the speed possible out of his own mount, and of making as great as he could the distance between himself and those who followed, for at the end of his journey he would need quite a little time if he was to accomplish what he had set out to do. He bent low over the senorita and felt his horse with the reins, making himself almost a part of the animal he rode, as any good horseman can. He reached the crest of another hill, and glanced back before he began the descent into the valley. He could see the leading pursuers now. Had Senor Zorro been alone, no doubt the situation would have caused him no uneasiness, for many times he had been in a position more difficult, and had escaped. But the senorita was on the saddle before him now, and he wanted to get her to a place of safety, not only because she was the senorita and the woman he loved, but also because he was not the sort of man to let a prisoner he had rescued be recaptured. Such an event, he felt, would be a reflection on his skill and daring. Mile after mile he rode, the senorita clinging to him, "'and neither speaking a word. "'Señor Zorro knew that he had gained some on those who followed, "'but not enough to suit his purpose. "'Now he urged his horse to greater effort, "'and they flew along the dusty highway, "'past haciendas where the hounds barked in sudden alarm, "'past the huts of natives where the clamor of beating hoofs on the hard road "'caused bronze men and women to tumble from their bunks and rush to their doors. "'Once he charged to a flock of sheep that were being driven to Reina de Los Angeles "'and the market there, and scattered them to either side of the road,' Leaving cursing herders behind him, the herders gathered the flock again just in time to have the pursuing soldiers scatter it once more. On and on he rode until he could see far ahead the mission buildings at San Gabriel glistening in the moonlight. He came to a fork in the road and took the trail that ran toward the right, toward the hacienda of Fray Felipe. Señor Zorro was a reader of men, and he was trusting to his judgment tonight. He had known that the Señorita Lolita would have to be left either where there were women. Elsewhere there was a robed Franciscan to stand guard over her, for Signor Zorro was determined to protect his lady's good name. And so he was pinning his faith to old Fray Felipe. Now the horse was galloping over softer ground, and was not making such good speed. Signor Zorro had little hoped that the troopers would turn into the San Gabriel Road when they arrived at the fork, as they might have done had it not been moonlight, and they had been unable to catch sight now and then of the man they pursued. He was within a mile of Fray Felipe's hacienda now, and once more he gave his horse the spurs in an effort to obtain greater speed. "'I shall have scant time, senorita,' he said, bending over her and speaking into her ear. "'Everything may depend upon whether I have been able to judge a man correctly. I ask only that you trust me.' "'You know that I do that, senor.' "'And you must trust the man to whom I am carrying you, senorita, and listen well to his advice upon all matters concerned with this adventure. This man is a prey.' "'Then everything will be well, Signor,' she replied, clinging to him closely. "'And if the saints are kind, we shall meet again soon, Signorita. I shall count the hours, and deem each one of them an age. I believe there are happier days ahead for us.' "'May heaven grant it,' the girl breathed. "'Where there is love, there may be hope, Signorita.' "'Then my hope is great, Signor.' "'And mine,' he said.' He turned his horse into Fray Felipe's driveway now, and dashed toward the house. His intention was to stop only long enough to leave the girl, hoping that Fray Felipe would afford her protection, and then ride on, making considerable noise and drawing the troopers after him. He wanted them to think that he was merely taking a shortcut across Fray Felipe's land to the other road, and that he had not stopped at the house. He reined in his horse before the veranda steps, sprang to the ground, and lifted the senorita from the saddle, hurrying with her to the door. He beat against it with his fist, praying that Fray Felipe was a light sleeper and easily aroused. From the far distance there came a low drumming sound that he knew was made by the hoofs of his pursuer's horses. It seemed to Signor Zorro that it was an age before the old Fray threw open the door and stood framed in it, holding a candle in one hand. The highwaymen stepped in swiftly and closed the door behind him, so no light would show outside. Fray Felipe had taken a step backward in astonishment when he had beheld the masked man and the Signorita he escorted. "'I am Signor Zorro, Frey,' the highwayman said, "'speaking swiftly and in low tones. "'Perhaps you may feel that you owe me a small debt for certain things. "'For punishing those who oppressed and mistreated me, "'I owe you a large debt, caballero, "'though it is against my principles to countenance violence of any sort,' "'Frey Felipe replied. "'I was sure that I had made no mistake in reading your character,' "'Signor Zorro went on. "'This señorita is Lolita, the only daughter of Don Carlos Pulido.' "'Don Carlos is a friend of the Prails, as you well know, "'and has known oppression and persecution the same as they. "'Today the governor came to Reina de Los Angeles "'and had Don Carlos arrested and thrown into the carcel "'on a charge that has no true value, as I happen to know. "'He also had the Doña Catalina and this young lady put in carcel, "'in the same prison room with drunkards and dissolute women. "'With the aid of some good friends, I rescued them. "'May the saints bless you, Señor, for that kind action.' Fray Felipe cried. "'Troopers are pursuing us, Fray. It is not seemly, of course, that the senorita ride further with me alone. Do you take her and hide her, Fray? unless you fear that such a course may cause you grave trouble?' "'Señor!' Fray Felipe thundered. "'If the soldiers take her, they will put her in carcel again, and probably she will be mistreated. Care for her, then. Protect her. And you will more than discharge any obligation you may feel that you owe me.' "'And you, senor?' "'I shall ride on, that the troopers may pursue me and not stop here at your house. "'I shall communicate with you later, Frey. "'It is agreed?' "'It is agreed,' the Fray replied solemnly. "'And I will clasp you by the hand, Signor.' "'The hand clasp was short, yet full of expression for all that. "'Señor Zorro then whirled toward the door. "'Blow out your candle,' he directed. "'They must see no light when I open the door.' "'In an instant Fray Felipe had complied, and they were in darkness.' "'Señorita Lolita felt Senor Zorro's lips press against her own for an instant, "'and then she felt one of Fray Felipe's strong arms around her. "'Be of good courage, daughter,' the Fray said. "'Señor Zorro, it appears, has as many lives as a cat, "'and something tells me he has not been born to be slain by troopers of His Excellency.' "'The highwayman laughed lightly at that, opened the door and darted through, "'closed it softly behind him, and was gone.' "'Great eucalyptus trees shrouded the front of the house in shadows, "'and in the midst of these shadows was Signor Zorro's horse. "'He noticed, as he ran toward the beast, "'that the soldiers were galloping down the driveway, "'that they were much nearer than he expected to find them "'when he emerged from the house. "'He ran quickly toward his mount, tripped on a stone and fell, "'and frightened the animal so that it reared and darted "'half a dozen paces away and into the full moonlight. "'The foremost of his pursuers shouted when he saw the horse "'and dashed toward it. "'Signor Zorro picked himself up, Gave a quick spring, caught the reins from the ground, and bolted into the saddle. But they were upon him now, surrounding him, their blades flashing in the moonlight. He heard the raucous voice of Sergeant Gonzales ordering the men, "Alive, if you can, soldiers! His Excellency would see the rogue suffer for his crimes. Adam troopers! By the saints!" Signor Zorro parried a stroke with difficulty and found himself unhorsed, on foot. He fought his way back into the shadows, and the troopers charged after him. With his back to the bowl of a tree, Senor Zorro fought them off. Three sprang from their saddles to rush in at him. He darted from one tree to another, but could not reach his horse. But one belonging to a dismounted trooper was near him, and he vaulted into the saddle and dashed down the slope toward the barns and corral. "'After the rogue!' he heard Sergeant Gonzalez shouting. "'His Excellency will have us flayed alive if this pretty highwayman escapes us now!' They charged after him, eager to win promotion and reward. But Signor Zorro had some sort of a start of them, enough to enable him to play a trick. As he came into the shadow cast by a big barn, he slipped from the saddle, at the same time giving the horse a cut with his rowels. The animal plunged ahead, starting with pain and fright, running swiftly through the darkness toward the corral below. The soldiers dashed by in pursuit. Signor Zorro waited until they were past, and then he ran rapidly up the hill again but he saw that some of the troopers had remained behind to guard the house, evidently with the intention of searching it later, and so he found he could not reach his horse. And once more there rang out that peculiar cry, half shriek and half moan, with which Signor Zorro had startled those at the hacienda of Don Carlos Pulido. His horse raised his head, whinnied once in answer to his call, and then galloped toward him. Signor Zorro was in the saddle in an instant, spurring across the field directly in front of him. His horse went over a stone fence as if it had not been in the way, and after him speedily came a part of the troopers. They had discovered the trick he had used. They charged at it from both sides, met behind him, followed and strained to cut down his lead. He could hear Sergeant Pedro Gonzalez shouting lustily for them to make a capture in the name of the governor. He hoped that he had drawn them all away from Fray Felipe's house, but he was not sure, and the thing that demanded his attention the most now was the matter of his own escape. He urged his horse cruelly, knowing that this journey across ploughed ground was taking the animal's strength. He longed for a hard trail, the broad highway. And finally he reached it. Now he turned his horse's head toward Reina de los Angeles, for he had work to do there. There was no senorita before him on the saddle now, and the horse felt the difference. Senor Zorro glanced behind and exulted to find that he was running away from the soldiers, over the next hill, and he would be able to elude them. "'But he had to be on guard, of course, "'for there might be troopers in front of him, too. "'His Excellency might have sent reinforcements "'to Sergeant Gonzales, "'or might have men watching from the tops of the hills. "'He glanced at the sky "'and saw that the moon was about to disappear "'behind a bank of clouds. "'He would have to make use of the short period "'of darkness, he knew. "'Down into the little valley he rode, "'and looked back to find that his pursuers "'were only at the crest of the hill. "'Then came the darkness, "'and at the proper time, Senor Zorro had a lead of half a mile on the pursuing soldiers now, "'but it was not his intention to allow them to chase him into the Pueblo. "'He had friends in this locality. "'Beside the highway was an adobe hut where there lived a native "'Signor Zorro had saved from a beating. "'Now he dismounted before the hut and kicked against the door. "'The frightened native opened it. "'I am pursued,' Signor Zorro said. "'That appeared to be all that was necessary, "'for the native immediately threw the door of the hut open wider.' Señor Zorro led his horse inside, almost filling the crude building, and the door was hastily shut again. Behind it, the highwayman and the natives stood listening, the former with the pistol in one hand, and his naked blade in the other. And now, Chapter 33, Flight and Pursuit. That the determined pursuit of Signor Zorro and his band of caballeros from the carcel had been taken up so quickly was due to Sergeant Pedro González. Sergeant Gonzalez had heard the shots and had rushed from the tavern with the other troopers at his heels, glad of an excuse to escape without paying for the wine he had ordered. He had heard the shout of the jailer and had understood it, and immediately had grasped the situation. "Señor Zorro is rescuing the prisoners," he screeched. "The highwayman is in our midst again. To horse, troopers, and after him! There is a reward." They knew all about the reward, especially the members of the governor's bodyguard. "'who had heard His Excellency rave at the mention of the highwayman's name "'and declare he would make a captain of the trooper who captured him "'or brought in his carcass. "'They rushed for their horses, swung themselves into their saddles, "'and dashed across the plaza toward the carcel, "'with Sergeant Gonzales at their head. "'They saw the masked caballeros galloping across the plaza, "'and Sergeant Gonzales rubbed his eyes with the back of one hand "'and swore softly that he had been taking too much wine. "'He had lied so often about Signor Zorro having a band of men at his back "'And here was the band materialized out of his falsehoods. "'When the caballero was split into three detachments, "'Sergeant Gonzales and his troopers were so near them "'that they observed the maneuver. "'Gonzales quickly made three troops of the men who followed him "'and sent a troop after each band. "'He saw the leader of the caballeros turn toward San Gabriel. "'He recognized the leap of the great horse the highwayman rode, "'and he took after Señor Zorro with an exultant heart "'being of a mind to capture or slay the highwayman "'rather than to retake any of the rescued prisoners. "'For Sergeant Pedro Gonzalez had not forgotten the time "'Signor Zorro had played with him in the tavern at Reina de Los Angeles, "'nor had he given up the idea of taking his vengeance for it. "'He had seen Signor Zorro's horse run before, "'and he wondered a bit now because the highwayman "'was not putting greater distance between himself and his pursuers. "'And Sergeant Gonzalez guessed the reason.' that Signor Zorro had Signorita Lolita Polito on the saddle before him, and was carrying her away. Gonzales was in the lead, and now and then he turned his head and shouted orders and encouragement to his troopers. The miles flew beneath them, and Gonzales was glad because he was keeping Signor Zorro in sight. "'To Fray Felipes! That is where he is riding,' Gonzales told himself. "'I knew that old Frey was in league with the bandit.' "'In some manner he tricked me "'when I sought the Signor Zorro "'at his hacienda before. "'Perhaps this highwayman "'has a clever hiding-place there. "'By the saints, "'I shall not be tricked again.' "'On they rode, "'now and then catching glimpses "'of the man they pursued, "'and always in the minds "'of Gonzales and his troopers "'were thoughts of the reward "'and promotion a capture would mean. "'Their horses were beginning "'to show some fatigue already, "'but they did not spare the animals. "'They saw Signor Zorro "'turn into the driveway "'that led to Fray Felipe's house, and sergeant Gonzalez chuckled low down in his throat because he felt that he had guessed correctly. He had the highwayman now. If signor Zorro continued to ride he could be seen and followed because of the bright moonlight. If he stopped signor Zorro could not hope to cope successfully with half a score of troopers with Gonzalez at their head. They dashed up to the front of the house and started to surround it. They saw signor Zorro's horse and then they saw the highwayman himself. "'and González cursed "'because half a dozen troopers "'were between him and his prey "'and were at him with their swords, "'threatening to end the business "'before González could reach the scene. "'He tried to force his horse into the fight. "'He saw Signor Zorro spring into a saddle "'and dash away, "'and the troopers after him. Gonzales, not being close, "'gave his attention to the other half of his duty. "'He bade some of his soldiers surround the house "'so that none could leave it. "'Then he saw Signor Zorro take the stone fence "'and started in pursuit.' "'all except the guards around the house joining him. "'But Sergeant Gonzales went only as far as the crest of the first hill. "'He noticed how the highwayman's horse was running "'and realized that he could not be overtaken. "'Perhaps the sergeant could gain some glory "'if he returned to Fray Felipe's house and captured the senorita. "'The house was still being guarded when he dismounted before it, "'and his men reported that none had attempted to leave the building. "'He called two of his men to his side and knocked on the door. "'Almost instantly it was opened by Fray Felipe.' "'Are you just from bed, Frey?' Gonzales asked. "'Is it not a time of night for honest men to be abed? bed?' Frey Felipe asked in turn. "'It is, Frey, yet we find you out of it. How does it happen that you have not come from the house before? Did we not make enough noise to awaken you?' I heard sounds of combat. "'And you may hear more, Frey, else feel the sting of a whip again, unless you answer questions swiftly and to the point.' "'Do you deny that Signor Zorro has been here?' "'I do not.' "'Ha! Now we have it. "'You admit, then, that you are in league with this pretty highwayman, and that you shield him upon occasion. "'You admit that, Frey.' "'I admit nothing of the sort,' Fray Felipe replied. "'I never set my eyes on the Signor Zorro, to my knowledge, until a very few minutes ago.' "'That is a likely story. "'Tell it to the stupid natives.' "'but do not try to tell it to a wise trooper, Frey. "'What did the Signor Zoro wish?' "'You were so close upon the man's heels, Signor, "'that he scarce had time to wish for anything,' Frey Felipe said. "'Yet you had some speech with him?' "'I opened the door at his knock, Signor, "'the same as I opened it at yours. "'What said he?' "'That soldiers were pursuing him.' "'And he asked that you hide him, "'so he could escape capture in our hands.' "'He did not.' "'He wanted a fresh horse.' "'He did not say as much, Signor. "'If he is such a thief as he has painted, "'undoubtedly he would merely have taken a horse without asking, "'had he wanted it.' "'Ha! "'What business had he with you, then? "'It would be well for you to answer openly, pray.' "'Did I say that he had business with me?' "'Ha! "'By the saints!' "'The saints are better off your lips, Signor, "'boaster and drunkard.' "'Do you wish to receive another beating, pray?' "'I am riding on His Excellency's business. "'Do you not delay me further? "'What said this pretty highwayman?' "'Nothing that I am liberty to repeat to you, senor,' Fray Felipe said. "'Sergeant Gonzales pushed him aside roughly "'and entered the living room, "'and his two troopers followed at his heels. "'Light the candelero!' "'Gonzales commanded his men. "'Take candles if you can find any. "'We'll search the house.' "'You search my poor house?' Felipe cried. "'And what do you expect to find?' "'I expect to find a piece of merchandise this pretty Zorro left here, pray.' "'And what do you imagine he left?' "'Ha! "'A package of clothing, I suppose. "'A bundle of loot. "'A bottle of wine. "'A saddle to be mended. "'What would the fellow leave, pray? "'One thing impresses me. Signor Zorro's horse carried double when he arrived at your house, "'and was carrying nothing but Signor Zorro when he departed.' "'And you expect to find?' "'The other half of the horse's load,' replied Gonzales. "'Failing to find it, we may try a twist or two of your arm "'to see whether you can be made to speak.' "'You would dare? You would sow a fray? "'You would descend to torture?' "'Meal-mush and goat's milk,' quoth Sergeant Gonzales. "'You fooled me once in some manner, but you will not fool me again. "'Search the house-troopers, and be sure that you search it well.' "'I shall remain in this room and keep this entertaining fray company. "'I shall endeavor to discover what his sensations were "'while he was being whipped for swindling.' "'Coward and brute!' Fray Felipe thundered. "'There will come a day when persecution shall cease. "'When this disorder shall end "'and honest men be given their just dues,' Fray Felipe cried. "'When those who have found that a rich empire here "'shall receive the true fruits of their labor and daring "'instead of having them stolen by dishonest politicians "'and men who stand in their favor.' "'Goat's milk and meal-mush-fray, "'when there to be a thousand Signor Zoros, "'and more if necessary, "'to ride up and down El Camino Real "'and punish those who do wrong. "'Sometimes I would that I were not a prey, "'that I might play such a game myself.' "'We'd run you down in short order "'and stretch a rope with your weight,' Sergeant Gonzalez told him. "'Did you help His Excellency's soldiers more? "'Perhaps His Excellency would treat you "'with more consideration.' "'I give no aid to no spawn of the devil.' Pray, felipe said. "'Ah! Now you grow angry, and that is against your principles. Is it not the part of a robed fray to receive what comes his way and give thanks for it, no matter how much it chokes him? Answer me that, angry one. You have about as much knowledge of a Franciscan's principles and duties as has the horse you ride. I ride a wise horse, a noble animal. He comes when I call, and gallops when I command. Do not deride him. Ha!' An excellent jest. Imbecile, where's the lady? Said Sergeant Gonzalez. Join us next week Sunday night for more chapters from the Mark of Zorro. We love reviews and I'd like to share a couple of reviews for 1001 Stories for the Road, starting with five stars. Love the stories, the storytelling, and the selections. Makes my daily commute to and from work easy and enjoyable. Thanks. From Sue Waldo, Ohio, Apple Podcast, U.S. And this one, Mark of Zorro is wonderful, five stars. I'm thoroughly enjoying this rendition of the Mark of Zorro. The narrator does a commendable job with all the characters, and of course the famous tale itself lends itself quite well to verbal exposition. Great work indeed. Down from Guitar Bird, Apple Podcast, U.S. And this one, I love the 1001 Network, five stars. I discovered these gems almost six months ago, so this review is definitely overdue. John does an amazing job telling and reading stories across this vast network, from authors and writers Robert Louis Stevenson, Mark Twain, Lucy Maud Montgomery, Lovecraft, Jack London, and Algernon Blackwood, to the classic radio broadcasts on 1001 Radio Days. By the way, yours truly, Johnny Dollar, is an American classic. John offers more than enough content to keep you engaged and entertained while working, exercising, cleaning the house, or taking a walk. Don't even worry about the occasional mispronounced word. That one from It's 919 AM via Apple Podcast U.S. Thanks for being good fans and taking the time to send us reviews. That's really great, and I appreciate it, and the show appreciates it very, very, very much. Everyone stay safe, take care, and we'll see you next Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Time.